Well, if you think things were a little bit tense in uh, the Conservative Party today over that uh, Patrick Brown expulsion from the leadership race, you would have wanted to have a look overseas in England. It was a wild day in British politics. So Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister, is defying pressure from senior ministers and a mounting rebellion within his party to quit, vowing to stay on and fight off attempts to oust him. That's after more than 40 resignations from within the government many lawmakers in the Conservative Party in open revolt tonight. Some cabinet ministers even went to Downing Street to tell Johnson he needed to go. One encouraged him to make a dignified exit by setting his own timetable rather than face another confidence vote. There were two high-profile resignations right away, the health secretary and the chancellor of the exchequer. That prompted a wave again of another 40 ministers, junior ministers, parliamentary aides to follow suit. Johnson then fired one of his senior ministers, Housing Secretary Michael Gove, later today, prompting more resignations. Here is former Health Secretary Sajid Javid saying he quit because he could no longer support Johnson's handling of multiple ethics scandals. It's not fair on ministerial colleagues to go out every morning defending lines that don't stand up and don't hold up. It's not fair on my parliamentary colleagues who bear the brunt of constituents' dismay in their inboxes and on their doorsteps in recent elections. And it's not fair on Conservative members and voters who rightly expect better standards from the party they supported. Now, keep in mind, this is a minister in Boris Johnson's, or now former minister, in Boris Johnson's own party, talking about his own leader. Johnson, well, he's not going anywhere, so he says. The job of a prime minister in difficult circumstances when he's been handed a colossal mandate is to keep going. And that's what I'm going to do. I think Boris Johnson would find that the party was handed the mandate, not him, but anyway. Joining me now with more on this is Garrett Martin. He's a senior professorial lecturer at the School of International Service at American University in Washington. Thank you for your time tonight. Quite the day. My pleasure. Never a dull moment in British politics, but this is reading like something out of a out of a political thriller. Uh, how would you qualify the last twenty four hours in the life of the British government and the reign of Boris Johnson? Well, I would say wild, uh, in keeping with with uh, the man in in office in Ten Downing Street, Boris Johnson, quite a wild character himself. Uh, thinking of analogies to the House of Cards, you know, the original uh, British version, uh, right. which really was around leadership contest in the first place. So yes, it's been a pretty dramatic day in British politics for sure. So. We've seen the Chancellor of the Exchequer resign, the Finance Minister, essentially. We've seen the Health Minister resign. We've seen a bunch of other people resign. He fired one of his longtime senior ministers, Michael Gove, today. Uh, what's, how can he stay on? Or how, or how can he possibly remain uh, as head at this point? Well, I'd be remiss if I didn't quote one of my colleagues who quipped that the one time that Boris Johnson is actually a remainer, you know, looking back to the old Brexit jokes is about his own position in government, which is not surprising. I think on a more serious note, I think the scenarios by which he's able to hold on to power are now non-existent or microscopic. He's essentially lost a, the, the confidence of a major part of the Conservative Party. We knew that already was the confidence vote, which was only a month ago. But now he's also losing confidence from the people closest to him in, in the cabinet. And there's really an arithmetic problem. If an immense majority of your party in office does not support you, there's no way you can feasibly continue to govern because you need those same people to support you to implement your agenda. So I really do not see a way forward for Boris Johnson staying in office. 
And yet, because he survived that confidence vote a month ago, according to the rules as they are now, he has the rest of the year, does he not? Uh, I mean, it's, he, it's very tough to get rid of him unless they change the rules, I understand. Correct. But it's speaking to the pressure he's facing and the disaffection he's facing that there are elections for the so-called 1922 committee, which is the committee that governs the backbenchers, that there is open talk about changing the rules. So Met a new uh, leadership challenge against him. So I think that's very telling. And it's pretty clear that if there was a change of rules, if there was a new leadership um, challenge, that he would not survive at this time. So I think Boris Johnson is facing significant challenges. And again, it's hard to see a way forward for him that doesn't end up with him leaving 10 Downing Street. For listeners who may have forgotten or may not have known in the first place, where is this all coming from? I mean, there's been, we know about the scandals, the so-called Partygate scandals, whereby there were parties being that he attended uh, during a time when the rest of the country was under a strict lockdown back during the, at the height of the pandemic. Where is this latest wave of resignations and scandals and, 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 and bad words back and forth coming from? Well, you're, you're absolutely right to refer it. To back to Partygate, because I think that's the, the core starting point. Uh, the revelations around Partygate that 10 Downing Street was breaching uh, the severe rules around COVID and were doing so repeatedly over a period of over a year. When those revelations uh, came out in late 2021, early 2022, it was a real shock to many in the party as well as members of the public. So Boris Johnson's approval rate really significantly plummeted. He had a little bit of a reprieve in early spring because of the war in Ukraine. But again, Partygate came back uh, with the reports by the Metropolitan Police as well by sort of uh, the civil service. So he was already in a position where he was immensely vulnerable, uh, where a number of his party were just looking for the next opportunity, the next moment of vulnerability to challenge him again. And this time it had to do with a senior whip in the Conservative Party, someone who is supposed to enforce the discipline amongst the members um, in the Parliament, it was became apparent that this person had been the subject of a number of complaints of sexual harassment over the years. And it became increasingly clear that Number 10, therefore the government and Boris Johnson, were aware of those allegations when they appointed him senior whip. So again, I think that was just the final nail in the coffin for many it was yet another example of the fact that Boris Johnson could not be trusted. And, and yet, I mean, as, as scandals go, as scandalous as it may be, we've certainly seen worse scandals in politics. Uh, do you get the sense there's more going on behind the scenes here, too, that there is, in fact, a battle for that position uh, to take over Johnson's position as prime minister and leader of the Conservative Party? Oh, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> yes, there's, there's always a sort of Shakespearean element here to the Conservative Party. Uh, I would say the other elements to keep in consideration is one of timing, because the next general election could be held as late as late 2024, early 2025. So I think there's a little bit of a reflection, and I may have mentioned this last time, that there is a window of opportunity at which you can remove Boris Johnson. If you wait too long before the next election, then the impact of a change of leadership will be negated. So I think there's a certain element that it needs to be done sooner r- rather than later, and that the longer Boris Johnson stays in office, the more that he's affecting the re-election prospects of a number of members of, uh, of, of the party. I think there's a calculation. I, I'm going to assume that for some of the front runners, some of the members of the cabinet, like Richie Sunak, the Chancellor of the Exchequer, that the longer he stays close 
to Boris Johnson, the harder it will be to position himself in the leadership um, election if and when Boris Johnson leaves office. It was Keir Starmer, who's the head of the Labour Party, the official opposition today, uh, quip that uh, said that it's the first time he'd seen the sinking ship deserting the rat. That was the, that was the way he put it today. Um, does Boris Johnson have any support left within his own party that would allow him to serve to even to stay on in the short term? Yes, I mean, there seems to be a battle inside of the cabinet uh, between you do have some loyalists, uh, you do have some for a variety of reasons who are deciding to, to support him. I would say, for instance, uh, Liz Truss, who is a foreign secretary, I think part of that is, is down to her own responsibilities and purview, where she feels it would be a bad time to have a leadership challenge when we're midst of the war in Ukraine, as well as all of the tensions around the Northern Ireland Protocol. Uh, same for the defense secretary. But you, you know, beyond that, there's a real arithmetic problem because of all the, the mass resignations we've had today of cabinet members, junior ministers, and even aides to the government, it's not obvious that you're going to be able to find sufficient people to replace them all. Because, you know, to use Kerstama's quip, why would you join a sinking ship? Would it be really in your interest to become associated to kind of the uh, narrow period of uh, Boris Johnson where, you know, Rome is burning and he's just playing his fiddle? Well, Garrett Martin, we'll leave it at that. I'm sure there's been more resignations at the time we've been talking. Thanks so much for your time tonight. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you, Ben.